This is the Fantasy Football Sportal Podcast, presented by Fantazzle for all your fantasy sports needs. Welcome to the Fantasy Football Sportal Podcast. My name is Justin Berniski, and for our special playoff edition, we've got three guests, uh, Kyle Soppy, Matt Pichicuto, and Tim Forcella. What's going on, everybody? Yo, what's happening? Hello, everyone. Ready for round two here. Tim, I think we should definitely start off with a little congrats to you. Uh, you were the big, you made the call on the Broncos pulling off that upset, and uh, definitely for a lot of the reasons you mentioned. So let's jump right in there uh, into that New England Broncos matchup and tell us what are you seeing in this matchup, and is there anything in particular? Do you, are you willing to pull out another upset here? Oh no, definitely not. I'm definitely riding New England this week. I think that they are different. Different altogether quality than Pittsburgh is at this point in the year. And even if their defense isn't spectacular, I think that their offense puts up too many points for Denver to keep up with. Tebow's going to be on his back foot all day, and I think if New England has a big day, Denver doesn't. Yeah, I think there's definitely a few factors in play there for sure. I mean, Pittsburgh's got a better defense overall if you look at the numbers than New England does, but they're not going to make the same mistakes. They're not going to get beat deep because they know they just don't have the help back there. Um, Tebow's success is largely predicated on the fact that he needs to exploit blown coverage, and that's just not going to happen all the time. Um, In a shootout, there's no way that offense can compete, and I just think Denver's defense is starting to run out of steam here at the end. So I I can't see any scenario other than uh, Tebow linking back up with Jesus one more time to uh, pull this one out where they can possibly win this game in Foxborough. Yeah, I'm just kind of going to echo what everybody else has said here. I'm all about the Patriots this week, but, I mean, it seems like the more you bet against Denver, the more likely it is they win. But I'll take the Patriots. I think Tom Brady has a good day. I'm not going to say he's my top quarterback this week just because of how the Broncos play defense and control the clock. So I think there's some fantasy value there for guys like McGahee. Tebow potentially a little bit, but I think this is definitely the Patriots game to lose at home off of a bye week, and with everybody saying that they can't win a playoff game because they haven't won the last few years, I would look for them to put up at least 30 this weekend, and there's, it's been said right here, I don't think Denver can score 30 on an open practice field. Looking at this game, uh, Welker's obviously the top wide receiver, but if you had to pick an, another wide receiver, if you're in you know one of those salary cap leagues and you've got to pick a lineup, uh, who would people more interested? Is it um, you know Deion Branch? Is it Denarius Thomas, who we just saw go off with you know had that huge uh, game-winning 80-yard touchdown, or is there someone else that people are kind of interested in uh, for this game at the wide receiver position in particular? Wide receiver position on either side, I think that you really can't go wrong with Demarius Thomas in this game, only because I don't really see Tebow looking anywhere else. I don't think, I just, I mean, Decker's not going to play. They're still optimistic that he might play, but he hasn't really been a big part of the offense lately anyway. Um, I know Eddie Royals had some nice catches here and there, and they've been sprinkling around. But it's clear that Tebow's really just looking for Thomas at this point. And so if, if he gets beep and he gets behind the safeties or if he finds himself open over the middle, he's probably the one with the biggest chance to have a big game over there. I'm with you there. I think Thomas is the next best next to Welker as far as fantasy value goes. It's just too hard to count on a guy like Branch because he's really, best case scenario, the fourth best pass catcher on his team. And Brady spreads it around so well. With Tebow, like you said, it's really more one track. And 
if I have to pick somebody in this game, it would be whoever just, I think will hit the long ball better and make one catch that will really save a fantasy day, and I think Thomas is your man for that. Tim, what about running backs in this game? Are, are there any running backs in particular that you think are in line for a big game? I mean, obviously, uh, McGahee has been the guy all year for Denver, but he looks like he's kind of slowing down. And the Patriots have never really had been able to establish a consistent run game. But is there anyone here that you're willing to kind of take a chance on this week? Yeah, I, I take a chance on McGahee. Last week, the Steelers really stacked the box against him and took him out. And I think that against New England, they will respond to what we saw last week and make sure that they don't get beat deep. And like we saw last time uh, Denver played New England about five, six weeks ago, uh, that opened things up for McGahee to pick up a lot of yards. I mean, Denver didn't come anywhere close to the Patriots on the scoreboard, but New England has always been willing to let a team move the ball uh, between the 20s. And I wouldn't be surprised to see McGahee put up 100 in a losing effort. All right. Any other names anyone is excited about in this game that they want to, uh, you know, obviously a lot of, you know, Brady's probably in line for a big game. Um, I guess the tight ends, Gronkowski, we, you know, he kind of uh, slowed down a little bit towards the end of the year with uh, Hernandez getting a couple more looks. Uh, is anyone willing to jump off the Gronkowski train and join the uh, Hernandez Express? I don't really see any reason to. I, there hasn't been one team all season that has shown that they can stop him, and Denver doesn't have that type of talent back there anyway. Uh, he, he goes where he wants. He gets to his spots. Brady finds him. He's got some of the best hands in the game. I can't see any reason to shy away from him. I wouldn't shy away from Gronk, but I do kind of like both options this week. I mean, Hernandez will be obviously a lot cheaper, and I think he has a chance to score. So I do like the value there, but no, by no means am I jumping off the Gronkowski uh express all right well it looks like we're taking a queen's clean sweep of new england so let's go ahead uh move on to the other saturday game and that's the new orleans saints at san francisco 49ers uh this looking at this game i mean there's this all the speculation about uh the you know um new orleans being slowed down on the grass uh you know this is one of the only two um fields i think that are built at sea level uh, and so, you know, people are questioning if they'll get the same kind of traction, if that's going to be an issue. Is anyone, uh, how are people feeling about the, uh, and I mean, this is definitely the best uh, defense left in the postseason, it would appear. So is anyone a little worried at all about that uh, Saints offense? Not really. I don't really even see this game being an upset if and when they do win. I think the Saints will win this game. I mean, the Niners are tough at home. They had a great um, that wind tunnel they got down there or out there in San Fran is tough for anybody to adjust to. But the Saints are hot. I mean, what if they won like nine straight and just putting up big-time numbers? The Niners thrive when they can shut down another team's running game, and that's just not really a big part of what the Saints do. I mean, they use their running backs, but it's always dump passes, um, keep people honest. They're just, they're just so deep at receiver that it's really tough to do anything consistently against them. I think... I would be shocked if the Saints don't win this game. I know that the odds of them winning are about 50-50 at this point, and the only thing swaying that is that they're playing in San Fran. And it can be tough out there because they're not playing on the turf and they're not at home. But, I mean, San Fran isn't known for having the most rabid fans in the league. Uh, that stadium does not lend itself to being, you know, a, a noise box by any means. So 
I think it's it's a safe bet if, if you're if you're looking to put something down. I think it's a safe bet to take take the Saints and roll with some of those position players this week. I mean, Breeze will be safe, Colston's safe, Sproles is safe. I think you can roll with those guys pretty easily. Yeah, I'm with you there. And some of the sense, I mean, everybody's talking about this being the year of the quarterback, and I think we really get to test that because everybody says in the past that running and defense wins championships and I mean let's face it San Fran's probably the best at that left in the game left in the playoffs this year and then you got Breeze who's really just a stud on the other side I I think they can limit them a little bit here I don't think I I don't think Breeze will be the top quarterback this week I mean I'm still not wary of him but I if if I have to pick a tight end in this game I might actually go Vernon Davis just the San Fran defense is tough I realize how hot the Saints are but Let's not count out a week to rest and home field advantage. I mean, that's that's a nice little touch. Fair enough. I kind of that Vernon Davis is an interesting pick, especially uh, the way Jimmy Graham's been so hot. So, uh, Tim, what about you? Do you have any sleepers in this game? Any guys that you're uh, uh, keeping an eye on that you think might have extra value? Yeah. Uh, well, I like Vernon Davis. Um, I think that that Saints defense is vulnerable. But if we're talking about price value, I like Michael Crabtree even more. Um, you can only start one tight end, and there's a lot of good ones playing today. Um, so if you're going to come down and save some money on wide receiver, Crabtree's coming into this game as the leading wide receiver on a team that's going up against uh, a pretty bad pass defense that's been lit up a bunch of times. So I like, I like him to have a pretty good shot at a good game. Um, the Saint, the Saints receivers, that's they're probably all higher priced than him, and they're a little bit more of a gamble because you never know which one of them's going to go off. Really, that's definitely a, definitely true. Uh, so, how are we picking this game? Uh, I know that currently, or last I heard, there was about three three and a half point spread in favor of New Orleans. Uh, is anyone willing to pick the upset here and the home team that's you know higher ranked coming into this? I'll go for it. I'll take the 49ers. I'd be more comfortable getting the three points, but I'll take them to win outright. I just think they have what it takes if they can keep it close early to grind it out with Gore. But if they get down big, like in the first quarter, 10, 14, nothing, I think this game's over. But I'll take the 49ers this week. Yeah, betting against Alex Smith is a uh, is a gambler's dream. I know he's at home, so that makes it a little bit better for him, but I can't see any scenario where the Saints don't pull this game out. All right. I, um, yeah, I'm probably – I have to go New Orleans as well. I just think they're too hot. Uh, and I just don't believe – I mean, Harbaugh's done an amazing job sort of getting them to have a huge turnaround this year. But I, I just – you know, they've played uh, – you know, I don't know. San Francisco just hasn't really beat any, you know, outstanding teams this year. I mean, they played the – you know, the NFC East, which just turned out, you know, I mean, 9-7 and seven won the division. So uh, the NFC East was kind of fraudulent this year. And then, obviously, the NFC West is never a um, – is pretty much a cakewalk. So I think uh, – I just haven't seen anything out of San Francisco to make me believe. So I'm, I'm going New Orleans as well. Yeah, I'm going to go San Francisco. I think that New Orleans is vulnerable outdoors. You saw them lose at Tampa. We saw them only put up 17 at Tennessee. Uh, they didn't have a lot of other, except for the week one of the season, they didn't have a lot of unfriendly atmospheres. There weren't a lot of outdoor games that weren't in 
uh, warm weather cities. So we've seen them mess up here before, and this could be the chance. San Francisco's got a strong defense that could totally shut down the run and make them one-dimensional, and I think that they, they could pull it off. All right, so All right. we're going with a split there. Moving on to the Saturday uh, earlier game, and that's the Texans at Baltimore. We're you know with the rookie T.J. Yates uh, gets his first uh, win at quarterback as an NFL quarterback uh, in the playoffs, which is always exciting. Kyle, what is a what is a particular thing about this matchup that uh, you're as from a fantasy perspective player that you've got your eye on here? Well, I mean, it's easy to say that. The running backs from Houston are obviously very good with Tate and Foster there. And with Yates at quarterback, there's really no no real reason to think they won't run the ball against Baltimore a lot. And, I mean, I I do like Ray Rice this week. I, but if I'm sticking my neck out for somebody who you wouldn't normally go with that's pretty much other than Foster, Rice, or really Andre Johnson, I'll go for Torrey Smith. I think... The Texans defend the run well, defend the tight end well, and they'll probably just want to they want to make Flacco beat them. They don't want to get beat by Rice. And I don't really like any of the other Baltimore receivers really to offer up a complete game. So I'll take the receiver the, with the big play threat and Torrey Smith thinking that maybe he can haul in a 30-40 yard catch and add up the points that way. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you on this one. I think that Torrey Smith's probably got the best chance, most likelihood. Texans do a good job, like you said, against the tight ends. The Ravens have got a couple of really nice tight ends themselves at this point. They've been playing well. But I think he's their best shot over there. I don't see a whole lot else. It's going to be a lot of Ray Rice. Um, this game could really sway either way. If, 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 Tex, if the Texans can find a way to shut Ray Rice down with consistency, Flacco has not shown the consistent ability to be able to find his receivers and, and get first downs in games. Because we all know playoff games are a little bit different, a little bit different feel. It's just it's a little bit tougher. Those yards are harder to come by. So I think Torrey Smith is just about all they've got a shot at there, maybe maybe hitting a couple of deep balls. All right, Tim, any, uh, any other thoughts, any other players you feel like you want to throw in there? Well, at this point in the playoffs, we're, it's not a lot of running backs actually on any of these playoff teams. So I'm going to take the advantage and, and put in Arian Foster here. I mean, Baltimore is a good defense overall, but if they're vulnerable anywhere, it's to the running backs because, sure, they're still a top five or six run defense, but they're the best pass defense, I would say. So Houston's going to go to the ground a lot, and Arian Foster should do enough, especially when you're talking about choosing running backs from – Green Bay or New Orleans or New England, where you don't even know which running back to choose. I think Arian Foster might be the, one of the, the best running backs to pick in this in this round, and certainly in this game. Definitely. I mean, he went off 153 yards and two touchdowns rushing last week, so he's definitely, uh, you know, looks like he's capable of putting together another big game. So I think this game, though, it's going to come down to quarterback play, and while I don't necessarily love Flacco, uh, I just don't trust Yates. I mean, they only had him throw 20 times this against the Bengals, and so I just don't see them being able to, to him being able to do enough to get them over the hump. And so I think uh, Baltimore will be able to put up enough points along with that defense being able to confuse Yates, uh, so that they're going to Baltimore is going to be able to not choke and pull out this victory. Uh, anyone else uh, want to throw out their picks for this game? Baltimore. Baltimore, yeah. I think, wins the AFC. 
So I got Baltimore winning this game. I'm thinking seven to ten point kind of range. I think they pretty much have the game in hand, and I don't see how t- our, uh, the Texans can come back if they fall behind, and I think they do early. Yeah, they'll fall behind early, and I don't think TJ Yates is anywhere need- where he needs to be in terms of being able to bring a defense or an offense, sorry, back in a game like that. So at home, home Baltimore is real tough. Uh, I, can- I don't really think the Texans have much of a shot here. If you gave me the points, then I would I would take Houston. I think they're at they're at plus nine right now, but straight up I'm going to go with Baltimore. I think that they're the best team in the AFC right now. Uh, and finally, we've got the New York Giants heading to Green Bay uh, in a rematch of the NFC Championship game from 2007. Uh, Matt, what are your what are your initial thoughts on this game, and who are some you know what are uh, some of the big names that you're excited about for this game? I think this is going to be in the most exciting game of the weekend. Um, I don't think there's a lot of doubt in those other three games. Nothing could really shock me there. I don't think people are giving the Giants a very fair shake here. This is a team that just finds a way to win. Like they're they're built for the playoffs. They always kind of sleepwalk through the regular season, and then they turn it on late, and they just find a way to win. That defense can absolutely take over a game at any time. I mean, they have the best collection of pass rushers that can disrupt the timing and rhythm of another team's offense of anybody left in the playoffs. So I think the Packers are a little vulnerable. Uh, They're coming in off of a couple weeks off. Uh, They've got some injuries that they're going to have to find a way to deal with. I think this game is going to be a lot closer than people think. Um, It's going to be tough. I think it's going to come down to Eli's decision-making. He's shown the propensity to make some real bonehead plays in the past and just kind of give points away. Rodgers will be on as long as he has the time he needs and, and as long as his receivers can find their ways open in the seams. Um, he'll have the time he needs. And But Green Bay's defense can be beat, and the Giants go three deep at receiver. So between that and between Bradshaw looking healthy and being spelled by Jacobs, who's just got this renewed fire, he's running people over, I actually, um, if I had to take one of these two teams, I'm taking the Giants. I think they actually get a real solid chance to win this game. I'll I'll defend the Packers here, the one seed. You got Jennings coming back after missing a month, so I think he might be a little rusty early, but I think when it counts most in the second half, he'll he'll be back. I mean, he's got a good connection with Rodgers. He's the team's most talented receiver. You mentioned Rodgers got now two weeks off to prepare. They've been looking at the Giants. The Giants gave him a run late in the season, which kind of feels eerily similar to when the Giants won their Super Bowl, but I'm going to put that aside here. I don't think anybody can really stop the Packers on offense. So that comes down to what the Giants can do on defense or on offense. You mentioned Manning and his boneheaded plays, but he seems that if nothing else, outgrown that for a year. I'm just worried that they run the ball a little too much. And if they, honestly, I think they have to punt one more time than Green Bay does. I don't see this being a very low scoring game. I trust Rodgers over Manning. I know the receivers for the Giants are probably better. But I'll take Finley with the size. And I actually like Ryan Grant from a sleeper perspective this week. I mean, we saw Tebow last week when the Steelers thought, hey, he can't pass the ball. Let's crowd the line. I think it's the opposite with the Packers. They're going to be like, oh, they can't run the ball. So I think Grant might have some running room. Mike, I don't think he'll get into the end zone just because Rodgers is so deadly accurate inside the red zone. But I like the Packers to cover the spread this week. I'm looking for a 10-point win. All right, Tim, what are your thoughts on this game? I'm going to stick with Green Bay. I think that we already saw the template from this game a few weeks ago, much like we did with New England-Denver. And Green Bay pulled it out 
at the end, one by three, and that was in New York. And granted, the Giants are a little bit better than that right now, especially in terms of pass rush. So in Green Bay, in the Packers element, I still think it's a three- or four-point gap between these teams. Um, they're both can put up points fast. They both have, have lots of receivers. They both have a good quarterback. Um, but Aaron Rodgers is a little bit better, and he's been someone that's always been able to deal with uh, pressure from the defensive line. And the Giants will bring the pressure this time, and I think Aaron Rodgers will be able to move outside the pocket. He'll be able to make throws, and he'll be able to make a few more plays than Eli Manning, and the Packers will pull out a close one. I actually don't think this is going to be that as high scoring as people expect. I think uh, I think you have to look at the, uh, you know, you mentioned the Giants' Super Bowl win in 2007, and the, their game plan there was facing that high-powered offense of New England. They decided to slow down the game, you know, run the ball, run the clock down, and just limit the number of possessions so that it wouldn't become like a huge shootout because if they get in a shootout, shootout they're going to lose. Uh, they just don't have the same kind of firepower uh, as you know the Packers do. So if they can limit the number of possessions, though, by running the ball effectively, and that, I mean, that Packers defense has not been as great as it was last year. I think they can take advantage of, you know, using the run game, running down the clock, unlimiting the possessions, because I think ultimately that was their biggest mistake when they lost to the Packers before. They, you know, they left a minute, you know, Eli came down the field, they scored the touchdown, got the two-point conversion, but they left a, a full minute on the clock, which is way too much time. Uh, for Aaron Rodgers, and so I think they, you know, they're going to learn from that mistake. They're going to make it, a, you know, a, a low-scoring game. I don't think um, I'm going to say neither team gets in the 30s. Uh, and so, and I think, um, I mean, as a Giants fan, I'm I'm going to pick the Giants. Uh, I can't, you know, there's a lot of me that says the Packers will win, but um, you know, I I, I got to believe. So I'm going to go with the Giants, but it's somewhat uh, an illogical pick, and I'm just going to admit that up front. Going head to head here is I'm a Packer fan, so we'll have to see how this one plays out. Yeah, you two, you two got a lot riding on this game specifically this week. We'll see. Uh, I think you both have legitimate shots. I really do. I think this one could literally go either way. I think the, the line's going to settle somewhere around four or five. I bet. So Vegas isn't too excited about it either way. Uh, I mean, the hotter team is the Giants, despite Green Bay's 15 and one record. But we'll see. I think Green Bay's a better team, and with the week off realistically two weeks off, I think they should be able to prove that. I mean, I think I actually do think that the Giants had the best chance of the three NFC teams to knock out Green Bay in Green Bay, but I don't think it's going to happen. I think Green Bay is going to go to the Super Bowl. All right. As always, people make sure to check out Fantazzle. There's a lot of uh, playoff, NFL playoff stuff going on over there right now, so get in there and, uh, you know, just all sorts of different options between uh, you know, salary caps to uh, sort of like uh, sort of a choose choose a, one of a group of players, which is kind of interesting because they'll give you uh, like you know you got to choose between Brady, Rogers, uh, Eli, and um, Breeze, and you got to choose one of those who you think is going to have the best game this week, and then it gives you another group of quarterback. You know, and so you have to go through and pick who you think will do the best. So I definitely encourage you to check those out. Uh, also, there's call or. There's professional basketball, uh, also you know golf. There's all sorts of stuff. So make sure you get over to Fantasmal, check those out. 
Uh, anything else, uh, Tim? I know you got an article coming out. You want to plug? I do have another uh, roundtable that should come out sometime tomorrow where we've all answered a few questions about uh, guys that we want to play or not play in uh, fantasy fantasy challenges or fantasy uh, playoff games, salary cap, all sorts. Um, so you'll get a few different opinions on there on who are the best plays and who are the best values for this week, and that should be up soon. Kyle, right. Matt, you guys got anything coming out you want to plug? Go ahead, Matt. Nothing as of yet. I mean, I'll dive in, but we'll see uh, See if we can find some time to slide some stuff up there. Everything's been good so far, though. I'll be coming out with a fantasy preview just to kind of go over with what we did. And I'll start coming out with some basketball stuff. We got NBA games on Fantazzle daily. So, I mean, there's it, treat it like the baseball season. Just because you're not the best on Monday doesn't mean you can't win something on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You know, it just keeps going on. If you're you're devoted to fantasy, your, your pride's going to take place and – It'll pay off eventually, so just keep with it. Yep, true. And we got uh, baseball just around the corner. I'm going to ramp up there and get a little preview going for us sometime in the next month or so. So everybody be on the lookout for that as well. And make sure you can check out all that content over on uh, Weekly Fantasy Sportal. Uh, you can see all the football content on FantasyFootballSportal.com. And, uh, yeah, so, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Uh, and I hope, uh, well, I hope everyone's teams, except Kyle's, wins this weekend. <laughs> it's a great way to end the weekend. Absolutely. Enjoy it, fellas. Best time of the year. Yes, sir. Thank you for listening to the FantasyFootballSportal.com podcast. For more content, check out FantasyFootballSportal.com or Fantazzle.com for all your fantasy sports needs.